addictive part to me is, is hoping somebody connects, that I connect with somebody. Maybe Not almost addicted. I can't even imagine totally stop listening to stories and telling stories. I can't stop. Hey there, welcome to Grit, True Stories That Matter. Grit is a weekly podcast about stories, the contemporary personal narrative kind of story and the people that craft and tell them. Now, some weeks a storyteller joins me here on the podcast, tells one of their stories, and together we break it down. Other weeks we feature stories from our myriad events, and still other times we talk to one or more storyteller. Why, you ask? Well, we want to feature these storytellers and their stories, and also to help you, our listeners, craft and tell better, more engaging, more relatable, and more memorable stories. True stories. Personal stories. Grit stories. This week, once again, I am joined by a handful of The Swap Shop. The Swap Shop is a group that regularly meets to get and give feedback in a supportive space. And if you'd like to join us, you can do that on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Message me, I'll send you the link. Today, I'm joined by Ron Levy, Mary Jo Pollock, Richard Munchkin, and Kat Dean. Some of these names, maybe all of those names, you are familiar with if you listen to the podcast. And today, we are talking about why you tell stories and why you keep telling stories as always check the show notes for upcoming workshops and events including the 99 second story slam and deja true three both of those events are fantastic i hope you can join us friendly reminder if you listen on apple Podcasts, rate and review this podcast it really does help people find it and of course we want people to find it okay swap shoppers let's dive in why tell stories and part of that is why did you start selling stories? And then I'm going to ask Ron Levy right now, uh, which this came up this weekend a little bit. Ron Levy, Kat Dean, Mary Jo Pollock, Richard Munchkin, and Steph Rogers is here, but her Wi-Fi in the state of Illinois is terrible. So we don't know if she can hear us. Why did you start telling stories and or why do you tell stories? Two-part question to anyone. I have these moments in my head or visuals, memories, I suppose, pictures, and I want to explore them. And I want to look at them and, and tell the story about them, those visuals, or at least that's how I get my, a lot of ideas, little moments, because I think they're meaningful. I guess I just want to look at them, ex- explore them and see what they mean or what they are about. Most people, many people, maybe they don't explore that or if they explore it, it just sort of stays in their head. Perhaps for some people, it goes onto a page or other outlets. Not sure there's a real question here. I just wonder why some people are drawn to this particular craft. I like to perform. Right. I teach, so I like to stand up in front of people and talk. And I tell stories a lot to my students to emphasize or explain something. And I, I get into the personal story where I know many of my colleagues don't. They refuse to. I will bring it to me. Yeah. Um, a lot of my colleagues don't. They just want to separate. They're the professor. There's a wall. But anyway. I like to, and I like to share. I like to hear stories. I love to hear people tell stories, and I love to find myself in their stories or my life in their stories or be connected or go, oh, yeah, it does something to me. I just find it fascinating to hear other people's stories, period. Nothing deeper than that sometimes. I agree with that. I'd never heard of storytelling other than, you know, I'd listen to Moth on the radio and stuff, Moth Story to Hour. Until I moved to Tucson and I met the person 
She was a friend of a friend who started a storytelling group in Tucson. So, you know, I'm making new friends. I, you know, we know a handful of people here. And so I started going because I wanted to be a supportive new friend. I found that I found it really interesting that would people would get up on stage and talk about personal things. And I found the stories really fascinating. And like Rana, most of my jobs, I did some training and I'd been in uh, organizations where I'd be chair events and then I would have to be the host. And I sort of liked having the microphone in my hand and being the center of attention every now and then. So I thought, oh, I need to get on that stage. I need to get on that stage. And then one day I was just telling somebody one of my numerous anecdotes. And they said, you should tell that on on Odyssey. That's a good story for Odyssey. And then I thought, oh, I, I could make that into a story. And that was my first story. But why do you continue doing it? Because I can't stop. <laughs> That's a good answer. Because it's fun to continue. I mean, I it's just, it's wonderful to keep exploring to keep finding stories and crafting stories it's challenging it's fun it's interesting i can't even imagine stopping it because now i'm stories are constantly playing in my head i'm finding stories and thinking about it i can't even imagine totally stop listening to stories and telling stories can't she's addicted yeah i grew up in a family of storytellers i mean not uh performance wise just that was the nature of my family. My dad and my mom always were telling stories about what happened that day or some crazy thing that happened. My brothers started telling stories. It just was part of our family. And like Rana, I also uh, was a performer, but I started telling stories very young, just uh, I guess as a way of getting attention. And usually for me, it was trying to make my friends laugh. But the stories were not jokes. They were stories that, you know, if I could make my friends laugh, well, then there, there's a acceptance, right? Because I felt like very much like an outsider. From that, I ended up getting into acting very young. And, you know, the other thing is the stories I would tell when I was younger, they were things that happened to me, but it was about events that happened but not about things that made me feel something, right? They were crazy things that happened and usually would be humorous in some way. But then when I discovered The Moth, which it's probably been, I don't know, 15 or 20 years when I first heard them on NPR, and I realized, wow, like stories can really touch someone in in an emotional way. And the ability to do that, to make somebody feel something, you know, that's powerful shit. You know, so I got more interested in in trying to get better at it. You know, I was busy with other careers and things like that. So I wasn't doing much in terms of actually going somewhere on a stage and telling a story until 
just a few years ago. And then I got much more interested in it and started trying to improve reading books, listening to people who were much more experienced and coming to Swap Shop and learning a tremendous amount from you people. And, you know, when we started out, we were doing this three times a week. If you're, if you're doing this three times a week for two hours each time, you can't help but get better. So anyway, that's how I started and I continue it because I love it. I I mean, it is the first form of entertainment to mankind, right? People sat in caves tens of thousands of years ago, telling stories to each other around a fire about the buffalo they hunted or whatever. I hear that a lot about the cave and the fire and the buffalo. Is there any proof? Oh, you don't think people were telling stories? No, I do. But do we really know what the fuck they were doing? Uh, Listen, I think that it's much more likely that men were attracting women with stories than hitting them over the head with a club and dragging them back to the cave. (laughs) Maybe fact, because I did see that in the Flintstones. Right. That's I was thinking the Flintstones might be where you're. It sounds like you found stories in different ways. You continue to tell stories in ways that somewhat overlap. I think the common thread here is that you all think Swap Shop and its current facilitator is an exceptional human being. I I get that sense. Um, I've also heard the word almost addicted by one, but there's a suggestion that all of you are kind of- Not almost addicted. So we've got a problem. (laughs) No addiction is good. Swap Shop can become like a 12-step program for (laughs) storytellers. 12 steps to better storytelling. (laughs) There you go. As opposed to trying to quit. Kat? Okay, how I started was uh, last year in the middle of a pandemic. Within one week, my all of the things I do that make me me closed. My karate dojo closed. My theater group that I had been working in closed. And I was unemployed because my job closed. And I got a message from somebody I didn't know that well. Yes, it was you, Sean. Um, They just said, you want to join a storytelling group? And I was like, uh, you know, what the hell's a storytelling? You know what? Whatever. I don't care. I'm there. I need something to do. And I was kind of expecting like once upon a time, there was a frog who had a teacup or some kind of Mm -hmm. fiction. So I get there and people are talking about their lives and crafting really good stories that were compelling and interesting about their own lives. And I was like, okay, wow, this is pretty cool. And I like to write, might try this. And again, back to the original reason, I had nothing else to do. <laughs> and uh, and so my first story was about an anxiety attack that I had while trying to take an exam. And I really enjoyed crafting it. And at this point, I sort of see like storytelling as sorting through my own life and story and my own me. And I hope people connect with it. And I think sometimes people do. I think something I'm saying Somebody who hears it feels, yeah, that's me. I, that I get it. That's me. I understand. And you're, you know, you're bringing it out in the open. And this weekend, I heard a story um, from a storyteller who talked. He's an athlete. He was an athlete um, who took his sport pretty seriously, and he suffered an injury that made him question his identity. He'd always been the fastest guy. He'd always been the runner. And now, what the what? Now, what the hell was he? And I, and I was like, my head was up and down. Like, I know that feeling because all I had done for years was martial arts. And suddenly I had a devastating injury. You know, he still runs, but he's never going to be fast. He's never going to be great. He had to incorporate that into his new identity. And that, I was like, that's exactly how I felt is I'm never going to reach what I thought I was going to reach. It's done, but I still want to maintain me. And so I, I was like, so connected. And I'm, I hope 
sometimes people hear me talking and they feel like so connected. Somebody gets me. That's the addictive part to me is, is hoping somebody connects, that I connect with somebody, that they feel validated and understood. And there's one more reason I do it is because uh, I want my story to be real and in the open and not some sort of shady feeling I'm dealing with that's kind of on the fringe and I'm dealing with it by myself. I'm dealing it with it with other people who are dealing with their crap. It's like uh, stepping out of, I, I sort of semi-call it the shame shadow of the problems you have and making them an open secret in which you're like, hey, this is me, maybe it's you. We're not all suffering by ourselves in little corners. Almost therapy, maybe, I don't know. A little less mm-hmm. shitty, a little less alone. Once upon a time, <laughs> there <laughs> I was expecting that. I really was like, okay, it sounds kind of lame, but whatever. (laughs) I just want to address something that Kat said, because when you reveal something about yourself that you maybe uh, feel shame or embarrassment over, and then you just reveal it to everybody, it Mm. loses its power. Because now everybody knows about it already, right? You're not hiding it. It it really Mm. loses that power. If you're ready to share it, obviously. If you're ready. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to add to what Richard's saying is sometimes you step out of that little shadow thing that you were sad or embarrassed or ashamed of, and you find out there's like a a half a dozen people in this room who've been locked in that same place. And And you're like, uh, why are we all so ashamed of ourselves when it's actually just us being human? Right. But we are, you know, whether you know, been ashamed of something that happened to you or ashamed of one of your failures or whatever it is, you know, there's probably a half a dozen people really close to you who are locked in a similar position. It also, you begin to own it. You know, it becomes, you own it, whatever happened, the power maybe is gone, but you own it. It's like, yeah, I did that. That's me. That happened. Whatever. It's mine. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. As you listen to other people's stories, there's universal themes that come out. I mean, most of these storytelling events have like a topic or something, but within each topic, there'll be a lot of different stories. And so in a particular, there can be a funny story about a baby. There can be a sad story about recovery. There can be, you know, something else under the same topic, which makes it really interesting. And then the more that you go to and the more that you listen to, the more you realize there are universal themes and it is the human condition. I forgot who said that. So it is just being a human. What's just one way that you find stories? I just find a picture in my head. It's changed for me. Um, I used to think about what's something unusual that happened to me. And now I think about what is a time in my life where I changed in some way, which is hard for me because I'm not used to thinking about my feelings. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's much more difficult. But if you find that moment when you did change in some fundamental way, there's always going to be a good story there. Or sometimes a small way, right? Well, yeah, that's true. That's yep. true. Sometimes I think, well, sometimes a theme will inspire me or I hear somebody else's story. It just can come from anywhere. You know, I'll just be thinking, I'll be driving along and something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then sometimes they escape me. The other day I was at breakfast with my friend 
and we I don't remember what we were talking about. And I went, oh, that would be a good 99 second story. And I keep redoing that conversation at breakfast and I can't remember what it was. And it's driving me out of my fucking mind. Oh, I hate when that happens. I hate you know, when that happens. Not that you're looking for a solution, but, you know, on your phone, there's all kinds of little things you can write and record and just get it out. Just yeah, but put sometimes it in you're in the middle of a conversation. I'm kind of thinking like Richard in that I used to think I had to look for some exciting event like that uh, time that I fell out of a roller coaster or something. But I, I come to think that sometimes these simple things, the event may have been small and simple, but it brought you something huge. And mostly I'm just, if I'm doing some, if I'm being quiet and walking, you know, a lot of my stuff comes to me when I'm walking. You know, because I'm not listening to a phone or a TV show or playing on my computer. It's just the sound of my feet. And then stuff will roll into my mind then. Mostly it's just finding something that meant something to me. Those are the only stories that have ever been good that I tried to write. The things Mm -hmm. that I actually felt were important to me. Perfect timing. I'm ready to eat. As always, thanks so much for listening and all of your support. And special thanks to the following Swap Shoppers, Ronna Levy, Mary Jo Pollock, Richard Munchkin, and Kat Dean. Thank you for your ongoing contributions to the Swap Shop, to Grit, and to this podcast. Check the show notes for upcoming events and or workshops. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, do us a solid. Stop this podcast right now. Pause it. Scroll down and rate and review this podcast. It really does help, or so I'm told. Thanks very much for that. That is all for episode number 53. Boom.